you. Yeah. So next, we're in conversation with uh, Ellen Windy, who is uh, the premier of uh, the Western Cape. Of course, this has been a conversation that has been ongoing um, since the Western Cape government delegation went to the USA. So the Western Cape premier, Ellen Windy, is in the USA leading a delegation of provincial government and West Grow representatives. The delegation is there to promote the province as a trade and investment destination of choice. This as the future of South Africa's AGOA status remains a point of discussion. Some legislators in the USA have demanded that um, this year's AGOA's forum, which was set to take place, set to take place in South Africa um, in November, following the uh, following um, the Ukraine, following South Africa's stance on the Ukraine um, Russia conflict, should be moved to a different country. The delegation wants to assure the U.S. government that the province remains committed to AGOA, the Western Cape Premier now joining us on the line. Um, Premier, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Uh, is, is, is it a correct, Premier, to conclude that this trip was planned even ahead of these legislators sending this letter to the President or sending it to the Biden administration? Yeah, absolutely. We planned this trip quite a long time ago, but already in the planning, we could already pick up uh, that there were rumblings. Uh, we saw some motions uh, put forward by some of the uh, representatives to uh, their uh, National Assembly saying, you know, asking questions about South Africa. Um, so we could already see people were asking questions and knowing that uh, AGOA, uh, AGOA is a piece of legislation that actually needs to be drafted and rewritten for its next iteration. Um, so that was when we set it up. Uh, obviously, while we were here, we saw further letters uh, being written, asking questions and uh, calling for the movement of that meeting away from South Africa. Uh, that's the meeting due to take place later in the year uh, to perhaps another country in Africa. Uh, but the, the, our visit was already set up before that. Uh, it just became timely for us, uh, you know, when we were having meetings uh, in, in Washington itself. Did you meet with those legislators by any chance? Uh, yeah, we had uh, meet. We had meetings of the Ways and Means Committee. Uh, of course, that committee, both uh, Republicans um, and Democrats. Uh, we also met with the Senate Foreign Affairs uh, or Foreign Relations Committee and the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, we had a meeting with Senator Kuhn's office. Uh, Senator Kuhn's one of, one of the signatories to that letter. Um, so, yeah, definitely meeting uh, with the political uh, side of Washington. And then we also had meetings with, uh, you know, the U.S. trade representatives, the Foundation for Democracy. Uh, we also met the U.S. Uh, Chamber of Commerce. And with that meeting with the representatives of uh, Senator Kuntz, because he is the chairperson of, of that committee, and also and understand that that letter was a bipartisan letter, what did the Western Cape government say Correct. to them? Okay, so I think we first of all positioned ourselves within AGOA, uh, showcasing what AGOA means to the businesses uh, of the Western Cape, how it has been transformative over the years for many small businesses getting access to this market and how that has made a change for them. Also, big businesses uh, and the growth of business. I think, uh, I think about Citrus and how we have grown uh, exponentially into the U.S. market, but also I think about the small new emerging winemakers. They've all benefited through um, an agreement like or, or, or a piece of legislation like AGOA. We need to make sure that it gets renewed. But at the same time, also, uh, you know, when AGOA first uh, became 
a reality. Um, it was you know many many years ago, and times have changed. So the new uh, negotiations around AGOA is you know how do how do we bring uh, AI and tech and ICT uh, the new world into it uh, in the Western Cape we call Silicon Cape. Is Silicon Cape going to have an opportunity? We have meetings with the film industry. Uh, we we met with NASA because NASA uh, is going to be setting up a radio uh, telescope for their next big project of building a base on the moon. And uh, and we have got a in our, in the Karoo we're going to now be having a NASA uh, communications base in Mikey's Fontaine or just outside Mikey's Fontaine. Um, so this is about the new uh, iterations. How do we build them into a goer, but how do we also grow trade and investment uh, into our region? And of course, they've both got to be able to work together. Uh, South Africa can't afford to lose its goer status. And the, def- the Western Cape definitely can't afford to uh, lose a go state. Yeah, and I also saw that um, looking at that relationship that the Western Cape government has with, um, with, with the USA and the USA indicating that right now as it stands, um, the Western Cape is one of its highest... Um, well, it says that it, it says that the Western Cape, while local tech companies have reached um, over 4.9 billion rand in funding from the United States since the partnership was announced, so there is this relationship that exists, and it speaks about the Western Cape's largest export market being the United States. But can the Western Cape um, have a bilateral agreement? with the USA government on AGOA outside of South Africa uh, from, a n- in, from a national point of view and also considering that for, for foreign policy is, uh, is a national competency? Yeah, so remember, um, this, is not a, this is not a trade agreement uh, between countries. This is a piece of legislation only within the USA um, that then gives access to various countries in Africa. Um, it, so it's not a trade agreement; it's a law. It's a it's a piece of legislation yeah. that, that gets passed, and so we were engaging with the drafters of those laws. Um, uh, you know, it links to the finance committee. It links to trade committees. That's why uh, there's so many role players in making sure it happens. So it is different from uh, a trade uh, negotiation, which is negotiating between two countries on an agreement uh, for access to market. This is this is much more of a USA one-sided, but sure. then giving through the law access to various countries. And so it can never be only the Western Cape. South Africa is the is the uh, you know the country that benefits, but we've got to make sure that we are arguing the case for the Western Cape, but also for South Africa. Okay. What happens if um, the decision is taken by the Biden administration to actually boot South Africa out? Does it mean that the Western Cape loses out as well? Absolutely. So we are going to do everything within our power to make sure that that doesn't happen. So all of the arguments that we've happened, uh, that we've had, all the detail that comes back that's got to end up in a national discussion, I bring back from this uh, meeting. Um, we've already written uh, to the president asking for a special meeting on AGOA, uh, and that meeting will take place at the PCC level. So it's, uh, it's uh, premiers. Uh, and the president, and it will be focused on AGOA, but uh, and probably also further uh, discussing economic yep. issues. Uh, because remember, AGOA is really important for the Western Cape. It, it, it's uh, it's a big important document yep. that enables much of our economy. But it's very important for Gauteng. I mean, uh, the Ford Motor Company is based in Gauteng and and manufactures Fords and exports them uh, engines. Uh, the the same thing with uh, BMW in the Eastern Cape. 
Um, so, so it's a it's an important document not only for the Western Cape but for South Africa and provinces have uh, must have a lot of say here. Was that meet or those meetings at all difficult considering what the U.S. ambassador um, to South Africa had said that uh, Ruben Brickety about the hostility number one that they're receiving from the from from the ANC, which is the which is the governing party, but also um, the issue around where South Africa stands when it comes to the Ukraine uh, Russia conflict. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that in all of the meetings was the elephant in the room, um, and so that becomes uh, much of what uh, I will bring back to our discussions that we have when we come back. Um, and uh, you know, in a number of the meetings, obviously uh, the South African government's representatives were there too, because because we've got uh, ambassadors, embassies, and consulates. Um, and uh, in a number of the meetings, uh, the the Durko uh, representatives were with us in those meetings. So hopefully that message also goes back very loud and very clear um, via the formal diplomatic channels. And uh, yeah, so definitely front and center. You know, are, are we neutral, as we say, in the in the United Nations? Um, and sometimes the, the, the committees would even say, and you vote against us. So you can see it's very, very sensitive. They 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 take it very personally. And uh, it's because we say one thing and do yep. exactly the opposite. And that's what we've got to fix. So, so as, as the Western Cape government, how did you deal with the question about arms being loaded on Lady R? Because... Um, your party leader had said internationally that they believe, as the Democratic Alliance, that there were arms that were loaded on Lady R. But now, from a government perspective, because you are a representative of the government of the Western Cape, how did you deal with that question? Did the Western Cape government also say that they believe that there were arms loaded onto Lady R? No, not at all. Because as you say, I mean, we're a, we're a, a provincial government a meeting with uh, a foreign uh, government and their representatives in these various committees. So definitely not. So in that case, we would just say we're waiting for the outcome of uh, the investigation. Uh, And then we would note down that these are serious concerns and that would be brought back uh, into our discussions. What we did put on the table is that our provincial uh, parliament has uh, taken a resolution uh, that, uh, you know, we, we stand with uh, with the Ukraine, uh, we uh, have taken a very strong position on that as a parliament, uh, as a government. Uh, we too have also done exactly the same thing. So we can show that there is a differentiated approach from a government point of view and from a parliament point of view. Um, and, and that sort of gives us a, a, a start to the conversation. Yeah. But at the end of the day, uh, it is obviously South Africa, USA, and we will play our part to try and make sure that we that we get this fixed as quickly as yeah. possible. What's your um, assessment, Premier, of what played out yesterday in Poland? Yeah, obviously, you know, we, we are picking this up and seeing it on, on news clips, etc. Um, I mean, I haven't got all of the detail, but uh, you know, that really doesn't uh, bode well from an organizational point of view. I don't know who messed it up. Uh, because that is our opportunity now to show the world that uh, if we say what we say at the United Nations um, and now we are demonstrating uh, that uh, the president is demonstrating the neutrality, uh, well, that's going to be a great thing. But I don't think that what was happening in Poland is a good start.
Premier Final One, um, we have the Youth Day takeover. As you know that it is the Youth Day in South Africa. And Yanga Klata is my co-host um, this afternoon. She'd like to ask you a quick question, Premier. Good afternoon, Premier. Absolutely. Right. Good afternoon. Um, uh, can I quickly and ask happy this Tuesday. one? So as the Premier of the Western Cape, um, you, we know that um, there are floods there by the Western Cape. How are things going? Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was just asked the question about what was happening in Poland. I'm much more concerned as to what's happening in the Western Cape uh, with the floods. So the acting premier uh, in the Western Cape is also the minister that's in charge of disaster management. Uh, I'm being kept up to date all the time. Um, And so far, obviously, the Wineland district has been the hardest hit. Um, That's where people have been displaced. But uh, major damage to a lot of our infrastructure and, of course, our teams are out there. Uh, I saw how many passes were closed yesterday, but as of today, uh, many of them open again. Uh, so, I mean, from my side, uh, even remotely, making sure that although I'm, uh, I've got a, an acting premier in place, I'm still obviously very concerned as to what's happening. And noting that the water tables are now very high. Many of our rivers are in, uh, are in flood. And, of course, uh, more rain due tomorrow. Uh, but alongside the rain tomorrow, there's also uh, wind, high winds and, uh, and uh, high swells. So, yeah, the, 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 that side of uh, almost a disaster is not over yet. Uh, and we are all on standby. And I am hugely grateful to all of our emergency teams, our disaster management teams, our road infrastructure teams, um, our humanitarian teams that are out there. Uh, you know, making sure that the citizens are safe and making sure that we are getting the electricity back on where it's off, uh, that we are managing the outflows of our dams, which are now suddenly full. So, yeah, so there's a big machine in operation. And uh, even though I'm on the other side of the world, it's still uh, very concerning for me. And in the middle of all this, we are celebrating Youth Day, which is really an important uh, day yes. in our yearly calendar. And so, yeah, I mean, right. uh, we've all got to make sure that we just look after each other. All right. Thank you so much, Premier. Thank you for your time. So that was the Western Cape Premier, Ellen Wendy. Right now, we'll quickly go into the news.